Hi everyone, uh, this is Amitabh. Welcome to Man Box into a Rabbit Hole. Uh, so I spoke to my mom, right, a few days ago and I put the session out there as well. And one of the things she say, said, and she keeps saying, right, so this is not the first time she shared some some inkling of this, right? Her view is what slows us down is usually our fears, our insecurities, and our own blockers. And while it's very easy to say, and I, I don't mean to disparage her for saying that, I think it's very easy for any of us to say. I think it's very hard to first of all understand what that means. And it's probably much more difficult to actually then do something about it. So the way I have internalized it, especially in my last 7, 8, 10 years, as I have myself struggled a bit, uh, the way I've internalized it is what slows me down are my fears and my insecurities. But what does that mean? Right? So broadly i have often told myself that i don't have too many insecurities but that's not true right uh, there are insecurities all the time and for me like the insecurities which have developed in the last 10 years or maybe the last five years are most of them related to age right and and what a, the reason I say this so unabashedly or so directly is because I see I see what probably our parents saw when we were growing up, right? Which means I believe that every forty or forty plus person faces what is a strong generational gap with the current intellectual leaders, right? Uh, which means the 20, 25 year olds. And it's not about how good we are at bridging the gap, right? So for example, I believe and I think I am reasonably okay at bridging this gap. That's beside the point, right? The point is how good are the others at bridging the gap, right? So which means bridging the gap usually happens. It's a two-way bridging, right? It's not, it's not me bridging the gap. It's, it's, the, it's the other side bridging the gap as well. So most of my fears and insecurities have come in from age, from the irrelevance that can come with age and and i've admitted this fairly openly many times publicly as well uh, i'm a bit like my mom right i i have defined my entire identity to my work entire so there's very little to my identity outside my work while i might be a good father or a good spouse or a good brother i might be i don't know but but all i'm trying to say is 
the one thing that is very precious for me is my work my work lends me meaning my work lends me purpose my work lends me happiness and anything that begins to tamper with that sense of being begins to interfere in my sense of security so we hyperlink right so if you unwind the stack so here's my mom saying look confront your fears and insecurities and you're going to be a happier person the more insightful thing she actually said is that the fears and insecurities you carry within you are not really imposed upon you by outsiders and they are usually imposed upon you by yourself and i genuinely believe that's very insightful right uh i have learned to look with that lens on everything in my life probably from her right i've learned to look at her look at things and realize that oh i'm making this about somebody else but it's actually me and uh, even probably in the way i gave the prelude to this conversation where i said bridging is a two way process while it's true bridging is a two way process i do think that if you are if you are if you're worth the salt somebody will bridge it for you and honestly so far i have been very lucky in this right i've been very lucky but uh, but i do see my friends or my age group fall off as nine pins and uh, that's unusual right that's unusual because you don't want to see the world around you being dismantled that way i mean it doesn't make me feel better i i also carry a fear and an insecurity about the the world we are becoming right uh while i tend not to get involved in politics or at least not uh, react to politics there is a deeper inside uh reaction within my body right and this is related to politics this is related to climate change this is related to our broader choices this is related to irrationality this is related to conspiracy theories uh, when i see it i i am almost perplexed and amazed because i can't seem to make rational sense of the world around me and it shakes me up a bit right it shakes me up because i am not so sure what am i supposed to make out of it so that's one more thing that begins to probably happen as i as i start confronting my fears and insecurities what's what's the what's the lesson here or what's the conversation here or what's the rabbit hole here the rabbit hole for me especially i don't know about how others who are listening are thinking about this for me the rabbit hole is this is a much easier problem to talk about but a very difficult problem to understand which means to really nail down 
and a even more difficult problem to really resolve so i know for example the fear of age is my personal fear right and i see this in my mom right she's 71 she's extremely successful and she's peaking i mean she's literally peaking i mean she's literally hitting the ball out of the park should i not look at that example and say this is this is this is what we need to aspire for i i i i think the the honest answer within me is yes i do want to do that but i did want to also say that there is that kind of fear which is definitely there on my in my head or on my table <laughs> the the other thing which is related to this is uh whether it's a fear whether it's an insecurity whether it is just a a struggle right sometimes a struggle is neither a fear nor an insecurity right sometimes a struggle is a struggle is a a war you have lost right and and your inability to play that game again so let me explain this with an example right so i grew up driving two wheelers or motorcycles right and uh i'm not proud of it because it it means that there is a, a collateral climate damage i've done but before i was 30 i had driven over uh over 100000 kilometers on the two or three bikes that i had i had driven the length and breadth of the city i had driven length and breadth of the the state i had driven quite far and uh, so this is so picture this right so this is me and then uh one day uh this must have been when i was closer to 30 uh i was driving with a pillion who was my spouse uh or who is my spouse and uh, i quite literally didn't see or didn't couldn't react fast enough to a large patch of oil on the road and what ended up happening is we were at a very slow speed so we were at about probably 20 or 30 kilometers an hour at that point but we both skidded and we both got slightly bruised the bike was okay but from that point on uh for at least the next 5 years or 7 years uh and this was not the first time i had gotten into a motorcycle accident right i have had quite literally life threatening accidents on the motorcycle but something in this incident was very odd right the whole unexpectedness of it the sense that i don't control an oil patch right because in an oil patch there's very little you can do it's almost like it's your fate you have to skid you have to fall especially the kind of oil patch on that particular day when i was driving it was a oil patch the the size of a bathroom and uh, it was thick layer of oil right so it was almost like 
two millimeters of oil and this was probably due to a broken car or something which was probably ahead of us i'm not so sure what was it it took me five seven years to overcome this uh, this irrational fear again and that's why i have huge huge respect for people like wayne rainey uh you folks should check him out if you haven't checked him out uh and anybody else who drives the motor mo- the motocross gps and uh, or the formula 1 cars because it takes a special kind of human being to be in a in a almost disastrous crash and to be up not even the next morning right literally they are up in an hour in the next new car or the next new bike and they are driving but that's again beside the point right what am i trying to say here i'm trying to say that sometimes your struggles could be also about things which have happened in the past but you are not able to reconcile and the bike story is actually a very innocuous metaphor there right because i don't think i've struggled with it quite literally maybe my bo- body or my mind have struggled a bit but it's definitely not bothered me too much today uh, i am 45 and i am able to drive the bike reasonably like the old times again i still consistently drive the two wheeler around and uh, i drive it to my happiness so that's again so that so the only point i wanted to make here was that uh so you can have fear you can have insecurity you you can also have struggles because of business you have not been able to reconcile and understand or explain to yourself uh in all of this right uh, i just wanted to kind of uh, say that i call this all of this uh, as my blue birds right and it comes from a uh whoever has guessed it already i'm proud of you it comes from a charles uh, bukowski poem called uh, bluebird and uh, a bit of a digression before we get into the poem itself uh for folks who haven't noticed i struggle pronouncing bukowski so it sometimes is bukowski which i think is the correct pronunciation and at times it becomes bukowski in my head and uh, i'm dyslexic so i'm sort of dyslexic so there are words i struggle with right so bukowski and bukowski get constantly jumbled in my head so does uh, uh, like i can never pronounce martin's corsese correctly whether it is corsese it is core whatever i don't even know what are the alternatives but yeah i struggle a lot with pronouncing martin's corsese i struggle a lot with pronouncing the famous italian wear company ermino gildo zegna or zenga i always get confused whether it is zegna or zenga i think it is zegna now but unsure so fun fact uh dyslexic i struggle with pronouncing some names uh, and some words and i struggle because in my head they constantly get mixed up uh so this is the uh 
poem that uh, that made me call these kind of fears and security struggles as my bluebirds and now i have a whole murder of them i don't know whether bluebirds are also called murder but i would hope they are called murder so i have murder is a collection of birds so i i believe i have a whole murder of bluebirds at this point uh, in my body or my brain uh i love this poem so it's not going to take too long it's probably a 2 minute poem but i will try and read it out uh uh hopefully all of you uh see uh some sense in it this is a poem which gives me immense peace though it's not really a peaceful poem which means it's a very it's a very dark poem but uh it gives me immense uh, courage and peace and uh, i have been reading it at least for the last 4 5 years and i've read it many many times So here goes uh, Charles Bukowski's Bluebird. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I am too tough for him. I say, stay in there. I'm not gonna I'm not going to let anybody see you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out. but i pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke and the wards and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know he is in there there's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out but i am too tough for him i say stay down do you want to mess with me do you want to mess me up sorry do you want to mess me up uh you want to screw up the works you want to blow my book sales in europe there's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out but i am too clever i only let him out at night sometimes when everybody is asleep i say i know you are there so don't be sad then i put him back but he is singing a little in there I haven't quite let him die and we sleep together like that with our secret pact and it's nice enough to make a man weep but I don't weep do you that's the poem uh I'll try and do a better reading of it sorry I made did did goof up a bit in the middle but it's it's probably one of my favorite poems uh, uh i mean bukowski ranks straight up in my favorite list similar to uh, aga shahid ali and both are so different so bukowski is a very very uh, prose and very everyday kind of poet versus the aga shahid ali is a more uh, more uh, lyrical metaphorical kind of poet and i i i, I enjoy both kinds of poetry So that's about it from me uh it's a rap uh uh that's about it thank you